The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friendos, Steve here. Hey, Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Steve Larson, and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure, if you're listening to this on the iOS podcast device uh, app, rather, uh, go ahead and leave a rating or a review, and that should help the show on the audio format side of things. It'd be much appreciated. If you also want to contribute to the show or support the show financially, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson and type in how much you want to give us on a monthly basis. And based on what that amount is, you get many rewards, Larson. Yeah. For example, if you like this live stream that you're seeing today, you can... Uh, oh, I want to make sure you got audio. It always mutes it. Yeah, I did it, I did it. Um, yeah, you can you can watch live streams all the time. That's right, three of uh, three of our live streams are recaps, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT 205 Live recaps we do for patrons only. Yes. We're also available on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in Raw. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a new design. Maybe today, Larson. Maybe Good. today. Maybe today. Good. Maybe not today. I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah, so exciting stuff. How was your weekend? It was all right. I was sick all weekend. Yeah, so you sound sick right now. Feel like great. Well, we went right. out. We went out uh, the Saturday night. Yeah, and there was a lot of uh, smoke. It was cold out mm-hmm. side, and uh, I think it just did a number on me. I was already sick. Before we, now, uh, I feel like my head and my lungs are just full of crap. Before we got together, before you came over, I said, I said, Lace, um, we're going to go out to the patio area at this place, and I want you to make sure whenever you you light up a cigarette. Because, you know, she likes the dirty vice, the cigarettes. Um, when we go out, not during the standard course of the week here at home, but when we go out and have drinks, she likes to engage in some cigarettes. I said, make sure you blow as much of that smoke at Larson's face. You on know, the on low key, low key. You know. Just as much as you can. It's on me. I could have just, like, stepped aside, knowing that I was sick, knowing it would bother me, but I didn't. I wanted to socialize rather than be a hermit. Because on, uh, I was like, you know, on Monday he's going to show up, and there's nothing more I like than him being sick and complaining. Grumpy. And grumpy. <laughs> I love all those things. So be sure to, I'm just joking. I didn't ask her to do that. Oh, I know. No, um, I don't want. I don't like that she smokes. To be honest with you, because like you know, I want to. I want to be one of those couples that I don't know if you and uh, you and your wife ever talked about this, but I want to be one of those couples who end up like in an old folks' home, like a good one, not where they abuse you, like a good one, and then you end up dying like within hours apart while holding yeah. each other's hands. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'll probably get hit by a car way before then, though. I just have a, an idea. I'm lightning. You're gonna get hit by lightning. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I feel like I've already been hit by lightning, my friend. By working with you. Oh. Yeah. No, in a good way. Lightning, oh, you mean it's, lightning like, it's like it's rare that an occasion, like a, a relationship, business relationship like this happens. It's rarity. You'll exactly. Find it off, you know? Exactly. It's fortuitous. All right. <laughs> anyway. I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think a lot of people consider being struck by lightning as a fortuitous occasion. Yeah. Well, you know, Marty McFly did. Yeah. Uh, we should probably talk about wrestling. Yeah, I suppose that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, let's get into our first story. We're going to talk about, we, we got a lot on the docket today. We're going to talk about King of Pro Wrestling, yeah, the New finally, Japan show. We finally got around uh, to that a week late. Well, I mean, here, look, here's the thing, man. We, well, we're busy lot, people. There's a lot of wrestling to watch. Yeah. And, show, and so we were able to, you know, watch it on our own time. I finally watched the, the main event this morning, Okada. I was actually ready last week to do it. Um, he said, I just hadn't watched the main event yet. 
took me a whole week to get around to it. But yeah, I watched. Okay, I heard that it wasn't that great of a match, anyways. And it's funny because it's probably like better than most of the matches you'll see this year. Well, Okada <laughs> has set a really high bar this year. <laughs> it's because it's an Okada match. Yeah. So it's like he can put on like an amazing match, and it's like, well, it's no Okada. Well, I was We'll get to that more when we actually talk about the show. But that was one of my things I noticed while watching this match. Is is uh, uh, granted. I don't watch every New Japan show, but mm-hmm. I've seen a lot more this year than I ever did before. Yeah. And once you start to learn uh, the wrestlers, their proclivities, and what mm-hmm. they do in the ring, yeah. uh, you start developing, uh, uh, you start seeing the pattern in their work. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of a natural result. Is, is you know Okada set an enormously high bar. Yeah. And so if he has anything less than like a four and three-quarter star match. Yeah. You're kind of like, eh, it was okay. But here's the funny thing about it. I still found it very entertaining because, oh, not not just because it was a good match, but because there were some things that I, I thought that were legitimately funny about it. Yeah. When you get like, you know, Evil, who's, by, you know, he, he's a mid-card wrestler in New Japan, which is, you know, he's still phenomenal. He's still a really good wrestler. Yeah. But there were some things that I thought were funny about it. We'll get to that later in the show. But first, we're going to talk about some WWE. Um, let's talk about Brock Lesnar and what's going on do with that, that Universal you Championship. You want to do this, uh, this Triple H nutritionist story first? Uh, it's up to you, buddy. You're running the show. Oh, I am? <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to talk about Brock first. Again. What is today? The 16th? Where's the notes? Anyways, what's going on with Brock? I'm having such a hard time finding the notes. I know. It's a weird thing today. Look, it's, oh, maybe I need to refresh. Yeah, refresh. All right, I'll get started on this. So Wrestling Observer reported this past Friday, Friday the 13th. I found the notes. Good. That uh, WWE is planning a massive, mm. massive yeah. champion versus champion bout for the main event of Survivor Series. Yeah. It will be Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal in a non-titled match. No titles are on the line. <laughs> I pointed this out really quick. What? Oh, yeah. There's somebody in chat here. Bill Montgomery says, I don't get why Steve reviews Impact Wrestling but not Lucha Underground. It's a way better product. Yeah, but as of this week, it's going to be gone. Well, that we know. It might <laughs> come back. Nothing, it's not. There's going to be nothing left to review. Anyways, I review. Well, there's three stellar seasons. I review Impact because it makes me laugh. Yeah. Because yes. <laughs> you're constantly on Impact. That's why. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yes, we have uh, apparently, according to Wrestling Observer, to recap, the plan is Lesnar versus Mahal, main event Survivor Series, Ooh, no titles on the line. I though. love this. I love this. And I know a lot of people are poo-pooing it because they're like, man, they're totally going to bury SmackDown here. I love this. I think this is great. What are your thoughts? First, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with people saying that they're going to not bury the WWE title. They're just using the WWE champion as yet another person. Uh, to put over Brock Lesnar as this unstoppable beast. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope, though, is at least that Jinder uh, will put up uh, a competitive match. They have a. Huge, they would at least have to do that for the WWE champion. They have a huge opportunity here to 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 make. Let's say I, I don't know who's going to take that title off of Jinder Mahal. It's probably I, I suspect it's going to be AJ Styles. I would think so, but the next little story we got might throw some cold water on that idea. <laughs> oh, really? But anyway, let's okay. continue our thoughts about Lesnar and Mahal here. Whoever, if if Mahal, they have a, such a great opportunity, and I don't know what they're going to do, which I love. Number one, anytime this is the the joy of having the brand split is. The ability to give some fan service with Survivor Series, bringing the two brands together and having champion versus champion so matches. Just a sort of competition in the ring between brands is fun. No, it's fantastic because they have made it a special event when brand crossover does happen because yeah. it never happens. It happens very rarely. Yeah. You get these shake-ups or, or, or redrafts or whatever you want to call them. How many we've had? We had the draft, but then we had one. Have we only had one shakeup? We had one major one, then a kind of slight reshuffling. After yeah, yeah, yeah. Slime, I think. Yeah. A couple people. And so we had, we. oh, yeah, like Jason Jordan. Like, so we've had some trades, too. Um, and so the idea of having a universal champion versus WWE champion, I think, is fantastic. Oh, great, Regardless yeah. of who's champion, I think it's a great idea. Oh, it is. And even, even if Jinder uh, goes in the ring and is defeated in five minutes, He's still in the ring with Brock Lesnar. That's good for him. They have an opportunity to have Jinder Mahal in there 
and let's let's book him stronger than Braun. Let's book him stronger than Samoa Joe. But Brock can go over because he's Brock. Oh yeah, Brock is going. He's over. going. He's definitely going to go over. He's definitely. Over Could you way. imagine if they throw Jinder in there and he actually holds his own to a degree against Brock or puts on like a Braun type performance? I know that'd be pretty impressive. That's what they need to do. I don't know if they're going to do this. They they could they could absolutely make a complete joke out of Jinder Mahal. I don't think they're going to do that though. How about this? Let's do this. So for the first eight minutes, decent back and forth. Uh, Mahal gets off the coloss. Yeah. Without interference from the Singh brothers. Yeah, right. Very right, important right. that the Singh brothers don't get don't get involved until later on the match. What if hey? Hold, Wait, on. hold on, hold on. Let me cut you off. No, there. no, no. Just real quick. Let me finish my thought. I don't feel well. It's really quick. God damn it. Mahal hits coloss. Brock kicks out. That's all I'm gonna say. Just have some patience. No, I was gonna say. You remember how like uh, how uh, Roman took care of the Miztourage before his match against Miz? Yeah. What if they have Brock literally eat a Singh brother? Okay. Like he starts biting into his arm. Man, you blew up at me just then. Man, power rank. The ways that Larson needs to chill out. We got to do some edibles here on the show. Stop cutting me off. What you need to stop doing? Number one, smoke some weed. <laughs> you California liberal. Yeah. But after that, have have put, have Jinder uh, seem like he's on the precipice of victory. Yeah. Brock kicks out of the Colossus, then have the Singh brothers get involved. And book the guy strong. You have an That's opportunity. You have an opportunity to book the guy strong. You need to take it. Yes. And you could do wonders for for you for everything. You could do wonders for SmackDown. You could do wonders for the WWE title. You could do wonders for whoever's going to take that title off of uh, Jinder Mahal, which is yeah. going to happen. Yeah. You have, you could you have such an opportunity, and also especially uh, in advance of the tour of India, mm-hmm. where uh, they oh, announced yeah. that Mahal is going to headline a uh, rain event. The show is taking on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, right? He needs you know ideally he would look strong going into those shows. Have him put up a really good fight against Brock Lesnar. We'll it see. needs to happen. We'll see how much WWE really wants to to get a corner in that Indian market by how strong they're going to book. Jinder Mahal, because so far, I mean, the only wonky thing is going to be there's zero precedent for Jinder Mahal putting up a fight against Brock Lesnar, because, like, they don't book him. They book the Colossus relatively strong. Yeah. They, they book it strong. Well, I mean, Brock is going to kick out of a Colossus. No, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, in terms of, you know, like, you know, all of his, his, his entire, all of his programs have been, his entire title run has been not impressive in terms of how strong they book the guy, you know? He always has the Singh brothers out there. He has freaking great Kali come out during the Punjabi prison match. So, I don't know. I, it, that, that's going to be a little wonky. Like I, I said this before, they need to give him some like quality wins. Yeah, they do. Against some mid-carters at least. Um, for but us a, to really, buy this. a really good showing against the Universal Champion. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. It would, it would, it would go a long way. Um, uh, Jinder also, though, has his uh, eyes set. Further down the road, mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, recently over the weekend on a Twitter Q&A with WWE India, he issued a challenge to one John Cena saying, quote, at WrestleMania 34, I would like to face John Cena for my WWE championship. It could happen because I fully intend being WWE champion come WrestleMania and even after WrestleMania. So John Cena, let's say this is an official challenge to you. There you go. There's number 17 for John Cena at WrestleMania. You think that's going to happen? What stack the odds here? What are the odds that he's going to keep the title through? I'd be very surprised. At this point, I wouldn't. At this point, I totally wouldn't. Last week, I was like, "Look, everybody, relax. Shinsuke's going to get that title." I mean, I'd, 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 like right now, now, right now, right now, I'd say it's about a thirty percent possibility he keeps the title. Man, yeah. but uh, depending on his performance at Survivor Series, uh, that could that could change. Yeah, it's already at 50%. Yeah, it might if, be. If he puts in a good performance in Survivor Series, that thing is going to shoot up to 80%. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. He's going to have like one of the t- longest title reigns in the world. Another interviewer made the same interview. He said uh, that he can fully see himself passing uh, CM Punk's reign of 434 or whatever it was days. Let's not get crazy here. Let's not get crazy. Um, I really wish they'd go through a period where gender is book strong, though. Like get some quality wins against some people. He also talked about uh, wanting to turn babyface. 
Really? Yeah. So this interview was not. Well, I mean, I, he did a lot of press over the the this past week of weekend in that's India in advance of the good tour. Him. So that's rad. He did a lot of talking about who he'd like like to face, and then doing a you know having a a baby face run. You know, this is one thing that you can say about gender, though, is that so I, I sort of espouse the virtues of of what they're doing both with Brock Lesnar. You understand the path that Lesnar and Roman Reigns are on. But you kind of also understand that at least it's a long-term plan. Yeah. For example, I mean, just we'll get back to we'll, we're going to talk about King of Pro Wrestling in a bit. Did you have any? Did you have any thought in your head that Evil is going to win? That no. Fight? No, of course not. Some things are just. It's like you know, we know we're going to get Okada versus Naito at King of Pro Wrestling. In the same respect, we know we're going to get Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania. There's something to be said for long-term planning. Yes. Um, I I really wanted to see some more twists and turns in the road, but it looks like they have a solid plan going forward, and that's fine. Um, in well, the I case, guess, oh, sorry, the, uh, the the twist is the Shield reuniting. Yeah, that's a pretty big twist. Um, the uh, the thing about gender, though, is that I thought for sure that wait, who did he feud with before uh, Shinsuke? It was Randy. Then it was it was Randy. Well, there wasn't. Oh, there was nothing in between. Okay. No. Um, I never really thought Randy was going to get it back, no. but I thought for sure that Shinsuke was going to get yeah, it, and then he didn't. And now I'm like, well, shit, I don't know who he's going to be. Who's going to be feuding with now? Who's he feuding with now? Uh, they haven't really moved on to the next feud. He, wasn't he wasn't on SmackDown. No, was that's on right. Smackdown. Okay. Last week, I think. But AJ got laid out by Baron Corbin. There's a yeah, good yeah, chance yeah. it's going to be AJ I'm next. I'm sure Mahal was either in India or on his way to India mm-hmm. during SmackDown next week. I think he was there all last week. Okay. Or a good portion of it. All right. Um, you know, doing the press in advance of the uh, the India tour. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, I like I liked the idea that with Jinder, we really don't know what like their long-term plan or goals are with him as champion. And I kind of like. I mean, you know, their 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 business goals obviously are you yeah. know try to get this Indian yeah, but know, trying to get the Indian a, money. From a creative standpoint. Yeah, we don't know what's yeah. going on. And I like yeah. that because you have you have sort of you have two top titles, and they're definitely on different paths. One we don't really know what's going on. The other we know what's going on. So we have you know the yeah. best of both. Some, yeah, some intrigue potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, regarding Lesnar. Um, and what may be next for him after Survivor Series? Uh, Cage side seats is reporting that Finn Balor mm-hmm. may be next in line for Brock. I after guess that's be at the Rumble after he beats Sister Abigail. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what do you think about that? Finn Balor versus Lesnar at the Rumble. I mean, I know you don't like them feeding Finn Balor to to Brock. Well, Lesner. I mean, I understand why they're. Feeding pretty much all the top stars yeah. on Raw to Lesnar, I understand, is we not to necessarily like it. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Why do you think? Uh, because I give a pass to Braun Strowman beating both Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in singles competition. I give a pass to that. Yeah. Um, with Finn Balor, it's it's because he never had his full Universal Title run, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's why we give it a. Oh pass. no, he's been waiting. Oh, when he come back, we're after Mania, so mm-hmm. six months for his rematch, and he finally gets it. Yeah. And I, I feel like Brock. five out of those six ma- uh, months have been against uh, Pretty much. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of okay with it, because here's the thing. Like, one way or another, at WrestleMania, the experiment's done with, you know? Yeah. It's like either or Roman's going to have, like, a two-year run with it, but I, I, I tend to doubt that's going to be the case. I think once once they're done getting that title on the Roman, then all bets are off, you mm-hmm. know? I just... I don't know. There are ways to get the title off him without making him look bad. I oh, I know, I know. If they I don't start think using the belt to enhance storylines. And on top of that, he's never going to be Cena. Like, no. they'll, once, I, I don't know what it's going to take for them to realize. Like, he can have the title for three years straight. He's not going to be Cena. No. So, I don't know. And if nothing else, he can go over to SmackDown and get the WWE title. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this weird eight, uh, Triple H nutritionist guy yeah. thing. So, yeah, Triple H's nutritionist, Dave Palumbo. Um, was That's a great name. On the Matt Riviera show today, um, and dropped some, oh man, some bombshells, man. Potentially um, about performance enhancing drug use in the WWE. So uh, Riviera was asking Palumbo about uh, Triple H's like nutritional routine leading up to his matches the last few WrestleManias. Right. And uh, Palumbo, while answering, um, kind of tangentially um, started talking about drug use. Period. Yeah, I'll I'll call you the you. quote here. He says, uh, first of all, wrestlers can't take drugs beyond hormone replacements. They get drug tested. It's a very, very strict drug testing policy there. The good thing about wrestling is that it's not a professional sport per se. It's more entertainment. They're allowed to take hormone replacement. 
They can go to an HRT, which is a hormone replacement therapy place, and get, you know, testosterone replacement, you know, 100 milligrams a week, whatever they prescribe nowadays. They can get HCG, which is human chorionic gonadotropin, uh, HGH if they want. Those are acceptable. A lot of the wrestlers do do it. And it's not for me to say who's using what, but they're very minimal doses. Maybe we should say uh, transcripts for all this stuff, courtesy of ProWrestling.com and Fightful. Yeah, but it's the story like it's everywhere now, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, Rivera, uh, Riviera followed, uh, followed up uh, trying to confirm with Palumbo. He's talking about Triple H specifically. He's yeah. saying, so you're saying that he hasn't taken anab- – he didn't take anabolic st- steroids before mania. He's essentially saying, you know, he looks so good. You know, what did he use? Yeah, yeah, And Palumbo replied, quote, no, no, they can't do it, believe me. I'm sure he would love to do it, but, you know, they can't do it. So that's why diet and supplementation become so important in how you train. So this opened up like a pretty big... Yeah, it seems like it. Because it's unclear whether uh, Palumbo was referring strictly to part-timers, because at one point Riviera tried to uh, interject and in, in, in gain some measure of clarity about that, talking about mm-hmm. saying Triple H specifically, you know, he's an office guy now. He's not a full-time wrestler. Yeah, yeah. But still, it was kind of unclear whether he's referring to Plumbo that is part-timers or full-time wrestlers because, you know, when Brock got suspended by uh, the USADA for failing that drug test for his last USC fight, WWE didn't, didn't do anything because I guess the wellness policy only applies to full-time performers. Okay, and that's that's the clarification we got because um, I think Vince mentioned this also in 2007 mm-hmm. that the full-timers, number one, the, the wellness policy is more designed to um, to minimize long-term yeah, damage yeah, yeah. as opposed to, you know, short-term stuff. But, so, the, the full-timers, but this guy is making it sound like, well, they can't, they, they test, blah, 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 which means I'm thinking this sounds like the regular, like the regular roster. Yeah. Because when he says... They test for stuff. I don't think that if they're not covered by the wellness policy, like, for example, Brock Lesnar, does he get tested for anything at any time by the WWE? Doesn't seem like it. I was under the impression the answer is no. Yeah. Like, if he's off doing, and I'm not suggesting for a second he is, but recreational drugs like cocaine, stuff like that, I don't think he gets, like, I've, I have not heard that he that the part-timers get tested yeah. for anything. Yeah. So that would lead me to believe that the only people who do get tested are the are the regular full timers who are on the road year round, yeah. who are under the wellness policy. Yeah, and so there's there's like a description because everybody okay the everybody looks at gender and there's all sorts of different people saying different things about like you know there are some bodybuilders out there who have been on you know who go on these shows and say. Well, yeah, you know, if you, if you look at this and this and this, it's clear that he does. And then those are refuted by other people. And so there's a lot of, there's a lack of clarity in terms of like gender specifically, how he looks so jacked. I mean, some people just think it's like, yeah, dude, obvious. like look at him, it's obvious. And I don't know because I'm not a bodybuilder yeah, and no, you know, neither are you. Um, so I, you know, my thing is, well, once, if he's tested and he gets, and he gets caught, then go ahead. But evidently, like, there are certain things you can do. Well, that, that was kind of the thing. Is this, if, if he's not referring to part-timers and he's referring to people on the, on the main full-time roster, then there seems to be maybe a loophole in the wellness policy yeah. where the wellness policy uh, prohibits all the things that Palumbo mentions here. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, according to Palumbo, you know, if we're going to take him at his word, that if you get a doctor's note, essentially, yeah. that says, okay, your testosterone levels are low, you need uh, testosterone replacement therapy, there you go. Yeah. And you could do that. Yeah. So I don't know, like the way the story is kind of making the rounds right now, and this like literally just happened this morning, yeah. right? Like this is going <coughs> to, I suspect that over the next couple of days, people are going to be talking about this and saying, hold on a second. Can we get some clarification from the WWE yes. in terms of what is allowed and what isn't? Yes. <laughs> you wonder if Mr. Palumbo here is going to be working with the game very much longer. Yeah, I don't know. But but I don't know. I have no idea. So I find it funny that you're going on radio and talking. And when I say that, I mean, I don't find it funny at all. <laughs> Pedigree, one, two, three, and then he's out of the company. So, yeah, I don't know. Kind of interesting. And then we doing a little bit of research on this this morning. Like we came across all sorts of stuff. Like you know the the HGH gut I was telling you about. Yeah. They that's actually I think they call it something like the Palum the Palum. Yeah, that's what Fightful said. Yeah. <laughs> it's named after him. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh god, it's so gross. I bodybuilding is it's so gross. Like they look so weird. I know. They're like bronze people. It's so weird. And they put so much oil on themselves to highlight every they jack every little oil. bit of, every little bit of definition. They put their oil all the way up. I made myself in, I on the Xbox version. Yeah. We're gonna make our announcements this week for yeah. for all that stuff, right? Yes. We're gonna do an episode of our new federation in two K eighteen on Thursday, is that right? Uh, yeah, we'll stream that on Thursday. We'll stream that on It'll Thursday. It'll up on YouTube the following Monday. Okay. I have some ideas. We're going to discuss all this this week and make the full-on announcement on Thursday. Yeah. All right. I like discussing it just in front of you. Are you about to throw up? No. Ah! Well, I think I found a way for us to start a new promotion but still keep uh, Fun Wrestling and WSteveW alive. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, if you think about five, ten seconds, you can figure it out. Especially with some of the plum. Well, we'll talk about it later. Especially with some of the what? Well, some of the other things we've talked about. I'm intrigued right now. Okay. I don't know what's happening. All right. Um, <laughs> Why is your face just hanging out right there? I was I was scanning my face in. Yeah. Man, I could not get it to work. Really? Yeah. I couldn't. Like, my guy is so ugly. Well, I saw that. <laughs> it doesn't. Wait, you saw what? No, 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 no. Not on a different, like, I made, I tried to make myself best I could. Are you talking about Steve Hero? Uh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So okay. I made him for my, my career. Gotcha. But then I, got, I thought you were referring I, to No, him. I'm literally just trying to make myself. Oh, I'm oh, trying okay. to do it properly. Okay, okay, okay. Not jokingly. All right. Anyways, let's, let's, let's talk about King of Pro Wrestling. Okay. Our review that was, that was eight days in the making. Yes. So overall, it was a fun show. Um, like I said earlier, I think now that we're getting a lot more familiar with New Japan's product, Mm-hmm. Um, then we start learning how wrestlers wrestle, how they book things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's I, it's I feel like it's gonna be harder for us to really be wowed. That said, the junior heavyweight title match was spectacular. Yeah, I I don't. I'll be saying this. I'll, it's, I think it's be harder for us to be wowed on a more consistent basis. Cause yeah, okay. Because like the first half of this year we were watching, like half the match we we were, we'd just say, oh my gosh, that's it's, phenomenal. It's sad you mentioned that because. You're right. This year's Wrestle Kingdom, or I'm sorry, early next year's Wrestle Kingdom, isn't going to be the eye-opening, you know, the Virgin-esque experience I had this past when I was I, like, and I think I think that all kind of culminated when we went to G1 Special in USA. Yeah, we yeah, saw yeah. so many great matches. Yeah, and the kind of everything else that they that New Japan has has aired since mm-hmm. just hasn't hit me the same way. Yeah, yeah. I can think of there might be exceptions, but. Well, oh, no, 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 sorry. There's a lot of G1 matches that are really good. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, the G1 was great, and then all the all the subsequent Okada Omega matches. Wait, mm-hmm. did they have... They, they fought one... Yeah, they fought in the they G1. Fought G1. Yeah, but right. then, yeah, like, the uh, Omega Naito finals for the G1, which was good, mm-hmm. but that was one of those times where I was watching, like, it was hard to watch because the match was literally, we're going to drop each other on our yeah, heads no. and neck until one of us just can't get up. It's just, it's just different now. Now it's like, okay, we know who they are. Now we can get really, really hyped, for, especially because we're still like four months away from uh, Wrestle Kingdom, Okada, yeah. Naito, uh-huh. which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I mean, it's it's just two different experiences. It's like one thing, it's like eye-opening and like, ooh, who's this guy? Who's this guy? And now it's like, okay, I know who this guy is. So now I can expect something really cool. Yeah. Also, uh, I think uh, post-Shibata, we're probably a bit more conscientious oh, yeah. about injuries. Because the funny thing is like, when you when you watch it and you see these guys doing this stuff, you think to yourself, "Well, they, they they're just I guess built different, so they can take moves easier." Like I I don't know, you know, their schedules are different because like they take all these crazy moves. You know what that I WWE never let them do. You know do. what I noticed? It could be a small thing. Um, uh, pretty much every wrestler in New Japan have have really well developed. Trapezius. Oh, and yeah. So I wonder if they just know, okay, we're going to be doing a lot of head and neck spots, so that let's stuff, really yeah. strengthen up that part of our body. Man, it, it hurts sometimes watching that stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, it kicked off with uh, uh, Bullet Club Bullet versus Club LIJ. With a tall drink of water named Leo Tonga. <laughs> hey, Le- Uncle Leo! <laughs> Welcome to Bullet Club, Uncle Leo! He's He replaced... Uh, wait. No, Kenny's back. Yeah. yeah no, he back. replaced Kenny in one match, but yeah, now yeah, that yeah. Uh, Kenny is back. But once you're in, you're in for They're life. They're not going to make him uh, a young lion again. No. He's in Bullet Club now. Did he come straight from being a young lion in the Bullet Club? Well, during Club? this match, they said that, he, yeah, pretty much. That's he a big promotion. He was basically a young lion until so he got brought up. He's a tall dude. He looked so lost in he he his first eight. match. His first match, he was like, what the hell do I even do? Um, yeah, he's a tall dude, though. Anyways, it was him. It was uh, the Tokyo Pimp uh, Takahashi, 
and Bad Luck Fale versus Los Ingobernables de Japón. Hiromu Takahashi. The other Takahashi. Sanada and Bushi. Yeah. Um, it was a fun match. Yeah, it was fun. Um, the finish was especially fun because uh, Fale has Bushi up for the Bad Luck Fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Takahashi comes in with Daryl, his cat. Yeah. Strax Fale. Um, allows Bushi to hit Fale with the mist and gets the pin. Yeah. Buah, no, Buah, the club did not win. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Uh, next up, we had a comedy match. This cracked me up. It was uh, Goto and Yano, Chaos versus Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. made me laugh because Suzuki was, I don't know, maybe he's like friends with Yano or he just appreciates Yano or I don't know what it was. But unlike previous matches we've seen with Suzuki where he seems to lay into these young dudes like, you know, and uh, you know, relative to him, everybody's young. Yeah. Um, he seems to lay into everybody pretty stiff. Oh, yes. Yano, he was barely touching him. I know. <laughs> well, so, he was saving all that for after the match when he was laying into the young lions <laughs> with the chair. That's right. Dude, everybody was getting in the licks on the young lions, man. Yeah, I know. I think they were just told to go out there and, like, you know, they're going to bump for you. Um, but, yeah, there was a couple spots where wasn't Suzuki trying to tie Yano up to the guardrail? Yeah, in the most awkward way possible. He was not thinking that through because he was, like, he was tying up Yano, but then he was also trying to, like, tie up well, the, the rope. Well, the rope was the, tangled, too. Yeah. So. It was just kind of, it was, the whole thing was just a comedy of errors. Yeah, there was lots to contend with. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Goto and, and Saber seemed to be completely unaware that this was a comedy match because they were just wrestling normal style. <laughs> Which only enhanced the comedy of Yano. <laughs> I know, exactly. It's like, you know, the juxtaposition there. Um, but Yano's on the outside. Uh, well, Suzuki, I think, was trying to tie him up. Uh, low blows him. Yeah. Um, rolls back in the ring like an 18. Yeah, it backfired on Suzuki because he was yeah. trying to get a count-out victory. And didn't Yano beat Suzuki loss. by count-out during G1? Oh, that sounds right. That's so, That was his gimmick during the G1. He was just trying to beat everybody by, by, by count-out. Yeah. It's a solid strategy, man. <laughs> um, so Yano and Goto win the match. Um, after the match, Yano takes the open weight title. Steals it and runs away with it. He's done that before. Yeah. Um, Which upset Suzuki, so he takes a chair and starts beating up the young lion. Yeah, it was great. And then Zack Sabre goes and chokes out the ref. Yeah, that was rad. He chokes him out and he just chucks him. And then uh, he's ushered uh, back to the back by, uh, who's the masked, was it, is it Desperado? Yeah. Yeah. El Desperado. El Desperado. Uh, Anyways, next up we had um, Rick uh, is possibly... Ricochet's swan song. Yeah. Last match in New Japan. For the Ooh. junior heavyweight tag team titles. Uh, uh, funky Future. I have Taguchi Japan's. Yeah. Uh, Taguchi and Ricochet taking on the debuting Rapongi 3K. So, yeah, we didn't. Uh, big questions about who was going to. Who Rocky Romero was going to move on with from uh, Rapongi Vice. Of course, Trent Beretta. Moving up to the uh, be a singles heavyweight. We didn't really guy. talk about this, but I kind of feel like Trent is going in Raw Wrestler of the Year. Don't you think? Um, there's there's a lot. I mean, we, he should have earned that title from that spot at Wrestle Kingdom this year. We just did the the plancha on the nothing. nothing, and then seeing him the following month at PWG and being yeah. constantly entertained by him. Yeah, that was huge. And then when I took, I took my picture of him at the G1 special I took in USA. a selfie with him while he was writhing in pain and I was smiling. And then he got on our Instagram, stole that from us. And but saying he was going to do in that. In the comments said, I'm going to steal this from you and not credit you. Trent has to be going in raw rest of the year. Trent is, yeah. Definitely. I, gotta, I'm, I don't care if they don't have it in soft. I'm going to get one of those hard on eggs. Yeah, one of those two. Best shirt in all wrestling. It really is. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, but I, what are your what do you what do you think about Trent's prospects in the heavyweight division? My my favorite my favorite Trent moment, and it's still the stupidest smallest thing, is after Okada uh, oh, yeah. beat Omega. Was it was that at Wrestle King? No, it was the second one. It was it was, it was, it was two. Yeah, yeah, it was after the 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 draw. The draw and. They're at the press conference afterwards, and Okada's about to sit down, and all of chaos are congratulating him. And everybody's doing very, very, very respectful. You know, they're either doing the bow thing or they're shaking his hand. Well, Trent is there in his surfer outfit. Like, he's got, he's got like, just his, his tank top and, like, some board shorts on and his backwards hat. And he says, yeah, good shit, man. <laughs> God damn it, I love Trent. Trent's great. He's the best. Yeah, um, pretty darn so we'll good. See, I, I hope he succeeds wildly. Oh, I really want him to I really well. do. I just think it's, it might be a, a couple of years before he gets 
like a solid opportunity at say Neither continental title. Yeah, I know, I know. Or I know. the U.S. title or something, you know? I know. Because the problem is, like... <sighs> what I'm trying to say is that he has a lot of six-man tag matches in his future. Yeah, I think he does, too. I mean, he's, he might start off with the... I could see a year from now, maybe he'll get a shot at the open the open mm-hmm. title, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. The open overweight title. Um, but uh, I don't know. Like, I just feel... Okay, so... Remember that there was that, that little promo video at like one of the last pay-per-views where uh, it was like the Switchblade thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are saying it's Sammy Callahan. Yeah. It could be him coming in. Well, that's a very intense thing. Like, it's very... All, all the, like, the singles guys, they all have to be very intense, you know? And Trent, I don't know if he can do intense at all. Yeah, I don't no. think it's in his DNA. I know. <laughs> you know? Which is one reason why we love him, because he's yeah. just... I mean, him and Chuck Taylor over there doing the, the best friends thing, it's just amazing. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know if I can see him. You know, with the maybe he can maybe he can pull up the open weight. You know, yeah. the open never weight yeah. title. Never open weight. Never open weight. Is that what it is? I think he said open never weight. Open never weight. <laughs> never open weight. <laughs> oh, the never overweight. Let's get back to this tag match though. Uh, as soon as oh yeah, it ended up being uh, Tempura Boys. Like yeah. I said. yeah. Uh, as soon as Rocky brought out. Um, Yo and Show. They have like a they have like a music video. It's like a five minute yeah. music video. Limos. Yeah. Because Rocky Romero, he raps and he produces. Yeah. I like that they refer to that. Kevin Kelly kept referring to him as the director of Rapongi 3K. Oh, CEO. He's the well. He also called him the director. Yeah. Of he has a variety of roles yeah. there with the Rapongi franchise. Yeah. But the crowd was super into uh, the debuting. They're rad too. Rapongi. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it were. was really cool. They yeah. just got back from. Excursion, yeah, in Mexico and I think the states. Yeah, that's what they said. Oh yeah, they were in. Uh, they had some time in Ring of Honor, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think it was Ring of Honor. They had at least one match during the G1 special in USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, their you know their 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 ring gear looks great. Yeah, yeah, it looks. Good. One was in one of the guys was in. I think it was. Show was in gold. Yeah, I forget. And the Yo was in silver. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it was neat. Um, so, uh, yeah, the crowd was super into him. Uh, Matt starts, Funky Future kind of gets out to a, a quick advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, Rapongi 3K, uh, they isolate Taguchi, mm-hmm. and he was just taking a beating for a good long time. Yeah, he would match a little bit of offense, but eventually just get beat again. Yeah. Hot tag to Ricochet. Mm-hmm. He's all sorts of awesome Ricochet stuff. Ricochet's the man, dude. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, but once he tags Taguchi back in, Pongi 3K takes the advantage yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ricochet eventually hits Yo with a Benadriller. Mm-hmm. Yo kicks out, and they're making a huge deal. The commentary was about uh, 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 someone kicking out the Benadriller. Yeah, Ricochet was basically putting these guys over huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, at one point, he hit a shooting star press. Uh, show broke up the pinfall with rolling German suplexes. And then uh, Rapongi 3K hit their finisher on Ricochet and are the new junior tag team champions. Mm-hmm. And then there was that great shot of Ricochet taking off his wrist tape. And I I would even be surprised if he knew that the camera was really on him. Because oh, yeah. he looked like he was just completely in his own world. Like, just he was looking around and he just, dude, you can't fake that look. He yeah. was soaking it all in for the last time. That's, he, that's he, my uh, opinion. I read that he gave an interview afterwards, too, mm-hmm. where he said, you know, he, he took responsibility for the loss. No, I want, there's, there's a video, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a press conference video thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was all super awkward and stuff. And you know what? You're absolutely right. When he's being natural, I was like, okay, cool. I can totally, like, he's at least at the Balor level in terms of, like, comfortability talking. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's when he tries to be intense. Yeah. Maybe he has to just keep it. I think it's when he tries to el- raise the volume of his voice. That could be, because it goes super high. Yeah. Um, but we just talks. He's yeah, he's sounding normal. Um, he just sounded extra dorky at the G1 thing. Um, it was just it was like one of those awkward things where he's like, yeah, you know, it was, it was all my fault. It's my, my bad coach, my bad coach. And uh, I'm sure uh, Taguchi knows English or can understand it, but it didn't look like he could, because mm-hmm. he was like... Okay. <laughs> I think he said that like once. He was like, mm. "Okay." <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just, it was just a little bit of awkwardness right there. There wasn't yeah. like, there wasn't like any like Taguchi saying, you know, "Oh, you're the best," you know, "You're great," you know, any sort of warm goodbye. It was just Taguchi. I think wanted to hit the showers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like he probably didn't even know that Ricochet was leaving. <laughs> Next up, we had a tag match. 
<laughs> yeah, elimination match for the uh, heavyweight tag team championships. Mm-hmm. War Machine versus Gorillas of Destiny, of course, from Wallet Club. And uh, Killer Elite Squad, which are like, oh, my God. They seem like they're uh, – Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer, they seem like two dudes who, like, kind of – they think it's real, they, a little bit. I think it's kind of real, maybe. maybe. At least that's the that's their gimmick. The, yeah, right. No, I just they come off as kind of legit. Like there's kind of some. Oh yeah, they do. Sometimes there's kind of Lance Archer. I know. Sometimes there's like scary legit. Like Scott Steiner was kind of scary legit. Oh yeah. Like you look at Scott Steiner, and you think, does he think this is real? Like does he think this is all well, a real part, thing? Part of it, part of it is that, and then you look at him, you're like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to. For real, fight this guy. Oh, Lance Archer's terrified. Yeah, he's, he's huge, and then Davy Boy and his choke slam is very violent. Yeah, and then Davy Boy, like he looks exactly like his dad, but taller. <laughs> yeah, and wider. Yeah, and less he is huge. huge. Yeah, he's like six six. He's a massive human being. Yeah. So let me ask you something. If we're at, you were mentioning this off camera. You mm-hmm. said, "Hey, Steve, only twenty five hundred dollars gets us to Tokyo Dome, January fourth. Yeah. And let's say we get, like, great seats. We're there on the aisle. Lance Archer comes down, and he starts – you see him back there spitting all over merch everybody. Table. I'll go to the merch table. <laughs> because these guys come out. Lance Archer starts – he starts swilling water, and he just starts spitting at everybody. This is a culture that wears – like, hey, right now, if, we're, if we were in the Japanese culture, the, the level of sick you are right now, which really isn't that sick, you'd be wearing a mask. Like, they value – you know, not getting bacteria on other people, and Lance Archer is sitting there going, just acting like a freaking front yard sprinkler. Yeah, uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, but it kind of adds to the. This, these guys are scary. Somebody oh, who yeah, do yeah. that. I understand from a character standpoint why it does it. Oh, that's great. Still, I don't want to be within range of his sprinkler, and especially a couple of guys like like we look. We probably have huge targets on our faces because we're like these tall, goofy white dudes out there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we look like a couple of jerks. He's gonna look for us, man. I'm telling you. Anyway, this is a fun match. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was you know, it, it was it was it was no DQ, so there's weapons involved. There's mm-hmm. elimination. Um, the match started with everybody brawling on the, on the outside. Killer Elite Squad come down the ramp. Yeah, and Gorillas of Destiny came out first, and they must have like went around the entire arena mm-hmm. because Killer Elite Squad comes out. They're met. Before they hit the ring by War Machine, and then Gorillas of Destiny attack them from behind. That was so goofy. I know. They're like, oh my god, they're behind them now, and I'm like. That's like you got a two second advantage. You got, well, you know, it's like you got. Okay, so you got the first hit off. That was. But, but the upside is that the match started with a brawl, and everybody's brawling. Yeah, I know. Theory. No, it was fine. It was a bunch of bastards. I love Tomatongi. He's like my favorite. Oh yeah, he's great. So um, uh, War Machine gets Davey Boy Smith back in the ring. Isolate him for a while. Um, just a lot of uh, large dudes beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, there was a lot of yeah, yeah, I know exactly. We don't have to go through beat by beat. There's a lot of killer bombs, which is the uh killer elite squad's finisher. Ray yeah. Row 81 kicked out. There this one thing this happened uh, happened a lot in this this match. Everybody's kicking out of finishers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Ray Row kicked out of a killer bomb. Lance Archer kicked out of Gorilla Warfare and Tonga Loa kicked out of Fallout. Mm-hmm. Everybody's finisher wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, but eventually, Tongaloa ate a killer bomb, and then Grills Destiny first team eliminated. Mm-hmm, yeah, which left uh, uh, War Machine versus uh, Killer Elite Squad. Yeah. Um, uh, killer bomb on Ray Rowe, um, and then Hanson breaks it up with a top rope splash. Yeah, that was awesome. That was cool. That was cool. Anytime Hanson goes up for a top rope, top rope splash, I'm happy. Yeah, and then uh, Killer Elite Squad wins and retains the titles after a killer bomb on Hanson through a table. Mm-hmm. And then Killer Elite Squad, for really no reason, to start beating up the young Lions. Lions oh, they were choke slammed one of them literally through the ring. They were laying them out. It was horrific. It was fantastic. And seemingly for no reason, just because yeah. they wanted to. Well, I think they just had license to do it. They <laughs> said, hey, the young Lions are out there. They need to take bumps. Go hurt them. And Lance Archer said, I'll do all that. I'm happy doing that. He's like, can I, but can I still spray water on people? And they're like, yeah, of course. That's your thing. Who thinks of that? Who says, I want to go out there and just spray a bunch of water. I'm going to spit at everybody as much as I can. I don't can. know, man. I don't I'm know. telling you, I, I get the feeling, I don't know, I get the feeling that you and Lance Archer are headed for a confrontation. You think so? Spit. Yeah, I think so. You think so? I think at some point. It's in the stars, huh? Either they're going to come back here, we're going to go over there, <laughs> you're going to get spat on by Lance Archer. I'll take one for you, though. I'll take one. You know why? 
Because you know my life. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm yeah. gonna if if that's the case, like say uh, Killer Elite Squad, Killer Elite Squad has a match here at SPW or something. Um, I'm gonna prepare. SP. You know what they had last night? Bring your ho- own weapons. And it was a Halloween Battle Royal. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna prepare as if I was going uh, to a Gallagher show. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring a tarp with me. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. idea. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah, you know. Oh, you know what we'll do? How about this? Instead of a tarp, when we go there, we'll buy a giant because they got. We noticed in the crowd they've got giant Okada dollar towels. Yeah, but then I have to carry around that towel that's got Lance Archer's saliva all Look, over. Man, it. it's gonna be my towel. I'm gonna buy the towel. Maybe I want to towel my own. Get one after the show. I'll get one before. No, the line will be too long. I'm trying to freaking help you. you Here's idiot. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna buy the towel during Killer Elite Squad's uh, entrance. No, you're gonna be out there. You no. have to be out there. Why? You're, you're, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. Well, that's we don't really have a boss. But I'm the boss of me. You're the boss of you. You don't tell me what to do. Um, well, I'm going to tell you. I, no, I'm, I know a statement, Steve. I'm going to trick you. I'm not going to do it because you don't look good. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on. You're next in here doing Boogie Nights references. I know. Jokes. Next, we have uh, Chaos versus Bullet Club. See, immediately, this is bad for Beretta because he's teaming with Yoshihashi. And Jado, who I don't even know what Jado looks like now. What is who is which one's Jado? Uh, he's got the he's got no hair. Jado. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think know he guy. I think he co-books. Oh, does he co-book with Gato? Yeah, because I, I know I know Gato largely because he books. Right? Yeah, and I know that. All right, that's cool. So yeah, they took on uh, the team of Cody, Kenny Omega, and Marty Skrull. Star-studded Bullet Club team. Yeah. Um, it was stars of being the elite. Yes, and pretty instantly. Oh you yeah, they head bookers. You can tell that uh, Bullet Club wasn't doing the too sweet. Mm-hmm. It was now well at this show. It looked like it was more just this, mm-hmm. just the single finger up. But at Ring of Honor, I guess they were doing this. Yeah, it's the one sweet now. They should just not sweet at all. Yeah, I agree. you can't do too sweet. This is I get what they're trying to do here. Don't try to make this your thing. At least come up with a better name. I mean, I know. I think it's it's purposefully bad. Yeah, I know. But it's not cool. No. And Bullet Club's supposed to be cool. Yeah. When you go from like literally pointing a gun at somebody's head and doing that to one sweeting because you get a cease and desist letter that you don't want to fight. <laughs> Is <laughs> this time to do? It, it, it seems do, like a, do a fist bump. One man. minor misstep uh, amongst all of the things they're doing to counteract WWE legal action. Yeah. By and large, it's, it's pretty interesting this battle they're waging with WWE and arguably winning. Mm-hmm. Not even arguably, they're winning. Um, between Cody Rhodes calling himself the what the biggest draw in pro wrestling, and then Roman Reigns responding and Cody uh, responding with something about his failed drug test. Yeah. Like there's all this back and forth. I didn't even see that. Yeah, when, yeah. when was that? This weekend? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was all. It was all like last night after oh. after uh, Global Wars. Yeah. So there's all this back and forth happening. Yeah. And it's all going to help Bullet Club. It's all going to help the Young Bucks. No, absolutely. I, I I agree with that. I don't know why. Oh, did you see? Did you watch the latest Being the Elite when Kenny uh, he comes in acting like drunk Kenny no. to like the locker room area and he's <laughs> so. It's it's one of the things when he was standing on the table. And saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you that. saw the gif of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was making fun of Roman stuff. He's like, "We got to be original." Yeah, it was just I don't know. Kenny's such a great comedic actor. Yeah, because like he was trying to get up on the table. Like it's Kenny Omega. He could easily leapfrog. He can he can yeah, do yeah. whatever. So he's known for these amazing athletic moves. And he's like, "Get me up this table," and they're like helping him get up. <laughs> Drunk Kenny's the best. That's hilarious. Anyways. It's it's, it's freaking hilarious. You should check it out. Um, So anyways, yeah, uh, Chaos, like the lower end of Chaos, uh, took on Bullet Club. Arguably the the upper echelon of Bullet Club. Yeah, this was, yeah, this is, yeah. Um, Bullet Club isolates Beretta (laughs) pretty quickly. Like, Yoshihashi was the standout of Team Chaos in this match. Which is not a good thing. They did that because he had a match against uh, Kenny at Global Wars in the U.S. title last night. Which I'm assuming Kenny won handily. (laughs) I'd imagine he did, too. Um, uh, hot tag eventually to Yoshihashi. He puts uh, Marty Skrull in a uh, crossface, but Marty reverses it to a chicken wing. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, Jado puts Marty in a crossface or attempts to. Marty reverses that to a chicken wing. Crap. Uh, 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 Jado taps out. Yeah. Bullet Club wins. Uh, next up, we had uh, Juice Robinson and Kota Ibushi. So we got clarif- a little bit of clarification. Apparently, Kota, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Kushida 
is part of Taguchi Japan. Yeah, Taguchi Japan. We, I thought both Juice and uh, Tanahashi were members of Taguchi Japan. Uh, they are. Yeah, which was made it weird. Yeah. Yeah, while well, they are opponents. Yeah, I know that is weird. Who's Makabe with? I don't know if he's with anybody. I don't think he's with anybody. Nothing I'm aware of. Kota Bushi isn't with anybody. No, I know Kota and, and Tanahashi have a match for the Intercontinental title coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm guessing that's probably a power struggle. I think that's the next show. Um, which will be great. So I understand why they were on opposite teams. But I don't get why two members of the Taguchi Japan were on opposite teams. Yeah, no, that was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. Anyways, uh, I mean, this is fun and everything. Kota Bush is always fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but Juice Robinson got the pin. They're still sort of giving him a mini, a little bit of a push yeah. there. Solid mid-card push. Solid mid-card push. Maybe his storyline, you know, say he, he receives this kind of push for another couple of years, and his storyline is he gets to that point, but he ever can't take it to the next level. He can't ever win the he U.S. title. He's just Ty Dillinger, man. Or they're just, just, just talking about Ty Dillinger right now. Oh, that's a good point. You just want that to happen. There's two stories I want. <laughs> that price of confidence. Yeah. Don't see it often enough. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, man. So is this finisher called Pulp Friction or Pump Friction? Because I swear Kevin Kelly kept going it's at Pulp Friction. Pump Friction. Pulp Friction. I swear he called it Pump Friction. Well, maybe he just misspoke. It's Pulp Friction. It could be Pump Friction. Pump you might friction. want to add what like mean? New Japan or something on there. You know what you're going to find if you just search that. <laughs> well, there was some sort of, uh, let's see here, Pulp Friction? Yeah, yeah Pulp Friction, man. Pulp Friction? Everybody's calling it pulp. I swear to God, he was calling. I was like, he might be, we, he I was like, did we get this wrong this whole time? No. He might have just said it incorrectly. Is Makabe in Taguchi Japan too? I don't think so. Maybe. According to Kenny Omega's official jinx, so I don't know. Well, here, look, man, it's great. We're still learning. I know. Uh, you think we know everything? We don't know everything. No, we know everything. We still like New Japan. We're still. No, I did things. that. You know, Michael Elgin's part of Taguchi Japan too. I didn't know that either. One of our friendos uh, hit me up on Twitter and was like, hey, you know, Michael Elgin's there, too. I was like, really? Current members. Well, not according to Wikipedia. No, but he Wikipedia. was. And it's not like Taguchi Japan has ever kicked anybody out. Look at former members. Well, I mean, they're, they've only... It's like an eight-month-old... No, I, I know, man, there's but no, he's there's been... Not, there's nothing on the list here of former members. Yeah, there is. Go up. Right there. No, just as members. Several one-off members. Look. Several one-off. See, look. Yeah, Elgin, yeah. Michael Elgin taking part. Elgin, there you go. Part of Taguchi Well, that's a one-off member. That's not a full-time member. That's my point. Well, once a member, always a member. When you're Taguchi Japan. To Wikipedia, and as we know. You're to, well, it's the yeah, paragon of truth. Yes. Uh, anyways, yeah, let's get to what we want to talk about. Will Ospreay versus Kushida. For the Holy junior heavyweight crap. title. So going into this, uh, Ospreay had lost four, three times. Four. Four times to Kushida. Uh, twice this year, once in the finals of Best of Super Juniors and in the finals of WCPW's Wrestling World Cup. Osprey was dressed up like Spider-Man. Yeah, he was. Yeah, this match was freaking rad, dude. Yeah, this was. was so much flipping <laughs> fun. This is the kind of stuff you'd only see in New Japan, dude. Oh, I know. And, you know, I said earlier that it, there's... Or Ring of Honor. We've said it so much. We Sorry, that we've seen... Or progress. You know, for us, a lot of, of uh, New Japan, so... We got to know the wrestlers and how they mm-hmm. wrestle, so it's, it's, it's at times a bit harder to be overwhelmed by performance. This time I was. Yeah, easily. Yeah. It was totally... It was totally. And this is one of those where it's like, you go into it and you're like, oh man, we're going to get Kushida versus Osprey. That's going to be cool. As opposed to, who are these guys? Which I know there's an appeal to, but this is, it was pretty cool. They lived up to every expectation. It was fantastic. Yeah, it started out quick. A bunch of... Will, uh, Will Osprey is doing a bunch of... They're trying to do a bunch of high-flying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Kushida took the advantage, and then he uh, sent Osprey into the crowd, mm-hmm. set up the chair to do the drop kick off like he did at a, a Dominion, I think mm-hmm. it was, when he won the title back. And Osprey did a springboard elbow off the guardrail to reverse it. Yeah. Oh, that, my that was God. Rad. That was so cool. That was incredible. I know. And then just shortly after that, uh, Osprey does like a plancha. Out of the ring, Kushida's on the outside. Kushida grabs him in midair and puts him in a cross-arm break. Yeah. And Osprey literally just landed flat his back yeah, on the mat. I know. It was insane. And so there's this middle stretch of the match where Kushida was just working over Osprey's knee. Just mm-hmm. working the knee, working the knee, working the knee. As commentary was saying, you know, if you want to ground a high flyer, you got to work the legs. Mm-hmm. So it made all the sense in the world. And he was also working over his arm, softening him up for the hoverboard lock. Yeah. Um, Osprey hit a Spanish fly. 
And then later on, he did like this weird Spanish fly DDT type thing. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, this is the very definition of action too fast to call. I'm really glad you have extensive notes. Because but like there, there, there was actually like four minutes of action between Spanish fly and Spanish fly DDT, but mm-hmm. I couldn't keep track of it all. Yeah, no. It was literally a situation I was watching because I was really in the match. Yeah, no. And just like super high spots. I was quickly making note of while I was trying to watch it. Yeah. <coughs> Um, uh, Kushida reverses an os cutter attempted to the hoverboard lock. Mm-hmm. Osprey gets the ropes, um, and then Osprey eventually wins with an os cutter. Os cutter, uh, and is the new junior heavyweight uh, champion. Yeah. Uh, then uh, you know, at this point, you know, we usually get somebody coming down for a challenge. Uh, in this case, it was a ticking time bomb. He comes down to the ring. He's about to say something, and I guess so. I guess once you talk, that makes your challenge official. Because before he was able to get a word out, the villain, out of nowhere, grabs his finger, breaks them, and he goes, he goes did you love this bit or yeah, what? Yeah, funny. This was fantastic because Marty Skrull takes the mic, and he goes on this three-minute promo basically challenging Osprey, and the entire time, the ticking time bomb is writhing in pain. Like his fingers in his mouth and just trying to like set his fingers back. It was just histrionics, complete histrionics. And he was, just, and then, and then, you know, the challenge is laid down. It's finished. Skrull leaves. Osprey looks down at Time Bomb. And says, I don't know. And leaves. And then he gets up, and he's pissed off that he missed out on the and opportunity. He has a fit. He has a fit. I and then just, I love that long shot at the end. And he's still having a fit. I know. I was cracking up. Me that too. was so absolutely perfect. Him writhing in pain, and nobody acknowledging this is happening. That's what made it comedically the, great. The best part about I liked about him writhing in pain, like I mentioned, is is, is like he was trying to like. Set his fingers back, yeah. but then at some point he had his finger in his mouth to like bite it because it hurts so bad. Yeah. But also seemed like it was part to bite it because it hurts so bad, and 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 just try to like make something else hurt just so you don't feel that pain. Yeah, right. Just help soothe it. Right. It was so interesting. It was so weird, and nobody was paying attention to it. Oh, but it was so good. Oh, it was fantastic. Dang it, I love that stuff. It just everybody, I just. Everybody seems like they're they're having an absolute blast I there. Know. You know what I mean? I know. Like Ricochet's got to be like, man, do I really want to go to the WWE? But he does. Of course he does. Makes a lot of money there. Well, I'm sure he wants to. You know, he's he's maybe he thinks he's done a lot in the mm-hmm. Indies in New Japan. Yeah. So might as well see what he can do on the largest stage of them all. Yeah. Uh, next, we had uh, Tetsuya Naito taking on Ishii, um, and if Ishii won, he would get the contract for the Wrestle Kingdom yeah, that's right. main event, which we knew wasn't going to happen. No, it wasn't going to happen, but um, we also knew it was going to be a brutally awesome match, Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. These guys just hurt each other. It's fantastic. I know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, the crowd was hot yeah. for Naito. Yeah, they loved Super Naito. hot for Naito, and pretty quickly uh, uh, the commentary team was talking about a, a knee injury, I think, that uh, Ishii had suffered at some point. Mm-hmm. Naito targeted it, mm-hmm. went right after it. They were both working, each other's, working over each other's legs just mm-hmm. nonstop. Um, my, my, I love the bit where uh, Naito went for the dusty, or not, not the dusty, oh, yeah, early, kilo, on, early, you on, know, yeah. early on, and Ishii just jumped on him. Yeah. That was great, because the crowd gasped. I They're like, whoa, nobody's done that. So that was cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, Naito kicked out of a brain buster. Uh, Naito hit kind of like a modified Destino, followed up with real Destino, got the win. Yeah. I mean, these these two guys always put on good matches. Their yeah, matches the G1 special was great. The match during G1 was great. Yeah. And it, you know, like I'll, I keep coming back to it. The bar is continually set so high from New Japan that mm-hmm. when you see a great match, you're like, it's like, okay, expectations fulfilled. I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. So it takes something like, and it's a bummer, but sometimes, depending on your mood when you're watching the show, it takes something like Osprey Kushida to really get you to be on the edge of your seat because yeah. the bar is set so high yeah. to the top of the card in New Japan. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the, you know, like the, the, the main event, Evil versus Okada, was good. They told a good story. Mm-hmm. But with Okada, he set such a unrealistically high bar. And on top of that, you just know that you know that you know where this is headed. So. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, drama. And involved. it's not like you know, it's not like evil. Evil doesn't have the reputation that Shibata, Suzuki, um, obviously Omega, any of those Ibushi. guys, Abushi, any of those guys have. It's like he's he's a, he's a very good wrestler, um, but he's only been on, on in a in that character for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you kind of knew where this was headed. It was still a really really good match because it's freaking Okada. I mean he. 
Cody, my favorite Cody Rhodes match, like bar none, is his match against him in the G1 Special in USA. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've never, I mean, Cody just doesn't wrestling wise. He just really doesn't do it for me. I noticed in his uh, tag match, I think during the G1 Finals, mm-hmm. he was kind of. I feel like he's starting to acclimate his wrestling style more to. Oh really? How New Japan operates. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. That could be. I mean, I'm, I assume after you wrestled for, you know, WWE style for. A dozen years, yeah. or ten years, how long? Oh yeah, it's, it's going to take a to adapt a learning curve in terms of adapting your style to what they do. I thought this was cracking me. A couple things about this cracked me up. Number one, when Evil went down and did a chokehold, like it was just a oh, it was like a rear, it was a rear chin lock, a rear chin lock, arm kind of with Okada's arm trap behind him. Yeah, behind it, yeah. and they're like, <gasps> this is the move that he busted out during the G1 tournament. And I forget what they call it. And he's bringing it out here. And I'm like, it's just a chin. Okay, I know you're New Japan, but sometimes a chin lock is just a chin lock. The Rainmaker is simply a wrist lock lariat, but okay, it has stank on it. It has legacy behind it, and the people who sell it sell the crap out of it. Yeah. And they make it. But, you know, that's not quite a chin lock. You know, a chin lock, you're just down there to get rest. Don't yeah. act like it's some I mean, amazing hold that he's when, when When he did that, I thought of the juxtaposition, juxtaposition between that and when Suzuki would put just like a knee bar on Okada during their match. Yeah. And and I know that they had set up Okada's neck injury or potential neck injury leading into this match. Yeah. It just didn't feel like, maybe it was just the way the, the chin lock was put on. It had the same impact. But when Suzuki was working over Okada's knee, you thought it was possible at any point that Okada was going to tap out. Well, yeah, because they made they made that like the whole story yeah. of the thing. He was just going after his knee. And Suzuki's this like dirty old man who, you know, is scrappy and he's been around forever. And he just looks like it. Suzuki comes off as evil. Evil comes off as a guy trying to act what whatever he thinks evil is. What do you think of his new scythe? He had a new scythe that was larger. It's cheesy. It's it's hilariously cheesy. But yeah, it's cheesy. And they, they did that like extensive video package. Yeah, and, like to begin, and I was like, and he had druids come out for his entrance. So goofy. Like all the dressing up in the world isn't going to mask the fact that you're kind of a goofy. Well, it, it, it stands out even more because pretty much everybody else in New Japan, like their characters are just them. Yeah, I know. They're, they're people. Yeah, and he's supposed to be this larger than life supernatural type, and it just and he wears a singlet. I don't know what can help with that. If he had something cooler on, like look at like I don't know, like look at Taichi. Okay, when he comes out, he looks cool. Yeah, he, he has looks, layers on though. Yeah. Part of it. He has the robe and he wrestles both <laughs> matches. Yeah, pants and he tears his pants away to trunks. Yeah, yeah. Evil, evil's got like a singlet on that it looks like he never washes it. He had a brand new one on this time. Did he? Yeah, doesn't look that new. I don't know. I'm just not. I, I, you know, I think he's a good addition to Lij because he looks cool. Where was Sonata again? He was in the opening match. Oh, was he? He's hardly in it. Oh, we mentioned that already. Okay. Yeah, he did a did a, like a cross bo- over the top rope cross body during the match. He just yeah. jumped over the top rope. It was cool. I mean, honestly, I missed that first match. Oh, okay. I just faked it. Oh, good job. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, this was a fine match, and they did tell the story of Evil trying to work over Okada's neck enough to help him score the victory, but he could never get his finisher off. Yeah. And that's kind of like Okada's thing is of late is, is he could take a beating and he does enough to avoid the finisher and at the end he'll hit three Rainmakers and win. Mm-hmm. And I think Evil tried for his finisher at least two or three times and yeah. Okada each time found a way to reverse it. Into yeah. something. Then he hit it, but then it was the thing where he's too tired to... I don't think Evil ever hit it. Uh, it's the it's the no no the the STO the thing we put. Oh in the oh yeah okay okay. Darkness no, falls I was like Darkness a signature. Falls. Oh, okay all right. Yeah. yeah, he hit on the on the chair during the ref bump mm-hmm. on the chairs. Chairs. Uh, I guess the drama in this match was how far they were going to go with the neck Okada's neck injury storyline to in advance of the Wrestle Kingdom main event because you know mm-hmm. that's coming into play. I know. I wonder if it's going to be one of those matches that really, really hurts to watch, like Omega Naito. Yeah, probably is. Uh, but anyways, I don't know. It was, it was a fun card. Yeah. What's next? Uh, I mean, I know like the, the Okada's not going to defend the title again. Is there a, a major show between now? I think it's Power Struggle. I think it's what Power it's Struggle. <coughs> My laptop uh, died, so I can't look, I can't look it up on there. Power Struggle. 2017. 2017. Let's find out. I don't know when it is, but they were mentioning it last night. There we go. It is happening. Looks like November. November 5th. So yeah, the main event's Tanahashi and Oh, Ooh, I might stay up for that one. That should be cool. I love staying up for these. I just it's hard to. Yeah. It's not easy to do that. 
And then I assume, okay, yeah, it's the final major event before Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom, ooh. That's cool. Very exciting. I can't believe we're already getting to the end of this crappy year, man. What a mess of a year, 27. Yeah. yeah. Good for wrestling, though. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, that's it for the show. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, what do we got coming on later in the day? We, uh, we're going to stream some uh, WWE 2K18. Oh, we're starting 18. my career. Yeah, we're, we're starting my career. We're going to create our wrestler. Yeah, watch us do that at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.